Hi, this is Ben Lindbergh. And Jessica Clemens. And we are the hosts of Button Mash, the Ringer's video game podcast on the Ringerverse feed. We are in the midst of the biggest blockbuster gaming month either of us can recall. We're talking about Spider-Man 2, Super Mario Bros., Alan Wake, Five Nights at Freddy's, Assassin's Creed Mirage. Woo! We will have our hands full. You can have your ears full with us talking about these wonderful video games on the Ringerverse feed weekly throughout this month on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a new champion. But I'm better than you, and you know it. D M D. Acknowledge me. Well, ding dong, hello. Embrace the vision, and we want the smoke. Lately, he just hasn't been very oozy. Heard worldwide. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Wednesday Worldwide. Worldwide? A proud member of the faction known as The Ringer Wrestling Show. My name is Ben Cruz, and I'm a producer here at The Ringer. And with me, as always, my tag team partners, senior editor at TheRinger.com, Cal Davenport, and of course, the super producer here at The Ringer, Mr. Brian H. Waters. Uh... (laughs) All right, guys, I um, I want to get this out of the way early uh, because I'm a man of my word. Uh, and also, I, I, I simply put, I'm just I, I, I'm terrified of what uh, is what's been coming. You know, the last few days, I just I just been nonstop thinking about it. So so can we let's just get this out of the way first. Uh, but for I guess, you know, also setting the table for maybe the listeners who missed Last week's show. Uh, just sad music? Yeah, but Brian played the sad music underneath <laughs> this. some sad music, uh, Hollywood and I made a bet since our um, our favorite football teams were, were facing off on Christmas Day. Brian's Baltimore Ravens straight up uh, embarrassed my San Francisco 49ers. Uh, and and now, now I have to hold that. Uh, and I must now endure a wrestling-based punishment. So whatever Cal... Brian and the uh, listeners have said I need to say whether I believe it or not. I need to say it. So, Cal, you were you were in charge of uh, adjudicating th- th- this punishment, and I'm I'm sure you got some help from Brian uh, and others. So, d- d- do both of you have any words you want to say before we we do this thing? You, you know what? I don't so, know anything. I you do this <laughs> thing. So, so I got shouts out to you know my brother Fam. Shouts out to the listeners. Shouts out to the folks who uh, you know were giving me some some tips. It was Fam gave me an idea um, that would have been great for Brian H. Waters, but I think well, <laughs> I, I, I tweaked it a little bit. I tweaked it a little bit. Okay. Um, and, and Brian Brian H. Waters is going to be happy with the mm. punishment that uh going to have to uh I mean I, but realistically I'm again if you listen to the show and you know the type of stuff that Ben is into and the, the type of things that Ben is not into I mean you know punishments like this should be you know like it top of the top of the mind understandable I mean Ben I don't know Ben what do you what do you have to say uh you know it's uh I felt good in the first 5 minutes of that game and then it just went quickly downhill. And I, I started honestly mentally prepping uh, at halftime after Damn. Lamar scrambled and so they could kick that field goal. I was like, oh, that's a wrap. <laughs> they, <laughs> they don't have it tonight. I love it. So I was shocked. All right. No, I love it. <laughs> I, I saw the score because I was sitting there playing uh, WrestleMania Monopoly with my daughter, son, and sister. And, you know, I was running the table. And I looked at the score. I'm like, uh, okay, couple interceptions, and then I watched the rest of the game. We made a but couple. I never felt comfortable. <laughs> interception on damn near every throw, Brock Purdy. Oh, uh, uh, okay. And as as promised, I have no prior knowledge of what's coming. We're doing this SNL joke swap style. Uh, we have a blank shared Google Doc open. Wait, wait, wait this uh, is a prompt. This is a prompt. Yeah. Okay. This, this is a prompt. I want. I, I. I just. I want you to read that, and then you tell me. What you have to tell me about what you just read? Because I, I, I think really this is this is the punishment enough. No, okay. No. So you pasted it in. I haven't clicked on the doc yet. It's in there. Go in. It's it's in there. Okay. No, it, it's 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 ready for you. Go in there, read read a prompt, and then you know just 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 talk about your feelings. You know how you're feeling about 
you know, the world of pro wrestling going into the future. You know, we're at the end of the year, right? You know, you're thinking about the year that, and we'll talk about the year that's just gone by, but we're also talking about the future. And I think for Ben, he's think he's thinking the long game. It's not just, you know, 2024, right? Like we're, we're thinking, you know, we're investing, right? Okay, here's, here's a prompt. <laughs> you realized on Christmas that Roman Reigns does... Deserves to hold the undisputed WWE Universal Championship until May 4th, 2028, surpassing Bruno San Martino's current 2,803 day reign. Please tell us how much you need the tribal chief to hold on to that title into 2028 and beyond. Um, yeah, we, uh, we absolutely it. need it. We need Roman to hold the title for five more years. Um, despite, you know, who knows if we're even all going to be alive in five years, but we oh, need yeah. the same thing over and over again for for someone who barely shows up to work. Uh, and I enjoy I enjoy thinking about it. Yes, yes uh, me too. Because, you know, pro wrestling records really matter <laughs> especially the length of rain records yes, those are the yeah. most important most important. Um, <laughs> more important than number of title reigns fact shout out to rick flair um and, nope. and uh you know it's it, it's it's not getting stale no uh <laughs> i think it's if anything it's as fresh as it's ever been yes and you know, if uh, if Cody somehow has a chance to complete his story at WrestleMania 40, mm -hmm. I think he should lose. Yes. Yes. Lose clean. Yes. Uh, and then, you know, I, we will we can reconvene at WrestleMania 45. Wow. Uh, and and just have a discussion on whether it should end or or, you know, Roman should just be champion forever. Forever. Uh, until the company, until TKO Group sells WWE to uh, <laughs> back to Vince McMahon uh, in ten years. When, I'm um, but yeah, I'm I'm so I re again I woke up on Christmas Day and realized I was wrong, and that Roman deserves uh, all the accolades. Christmas uh, miracle. It's a Christmas miracle. It was uh, I was just being a Scrooge, if you will, yes. Yes. this whole time. Stat guy Greg was right. <laughs> Brian was right. And uh, I can't wait to see Roman hold the title for another five years. I love it. Damn, Ben. <laughs> Damn, Ben. You look so happy. Yeah. It, just, <laughs> with a tear in his eye. No, it, it was like... <laughs> He was definitely <laughs> fighting through the pain for that one. I'm sorry, but uh, I wasn't expecting that to come up with it. So like, no, even have to think through the opposite of how I feel and then just process it <laughs> was fantastic. That was, was that was good. He it was, was going extra good. school on that one. Well, it was funny because uh, Brian, <laughs> if, if 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 you lost, you would have had to do the same thing, but for uh, uh, MJF as AEW World because he just had a year as champion, right? So you would have had to cut. <laughs> One of them <laughs> promos for Maxwell Jacob Freeman. So, you know, oh, shouts to the Ravens for helping you, saving you from a uh, a, cr a cringe fest right oh, there. Now, it's my quarterback. sport, Ben. I love that. If there's a round of applause or something we could throw in there, that's uh, <laughs> great stuff, uh, Great stuff, man. It was I, great. Uh, I need to take a shower after we finish the, uh, <laughs> the episode here. I just need to scr scrub that promo. Off of my skin. That was, that was wild. Uh, but look, let's. It's time now, actually, to kick things off with some high spot headlines. But it's the best of 2023 edition here on today's episode, and we're each bringing something to the the potluck here. One headline that we think was the biggest, or or most important, or just flat out our favorite headline of the year. So first up on High Spot Headlines, best of 2023, Cal, I'm throwing it to you. You've already created some incredible genius with that Roman Reigns promo. Uh, what do you got for us? What was your favorite headline of 2023? Well, I mean, I guess, you know, I, for people that don't know, 
this last episode of 2023. We're looking at the best of 2023. It's also our 50th episode here at Wednesday Worldwide. And I think over the year, literally because of where we're placed on the schedule in the middle of the week, I have probably consumed more weekly NXT this year than I have in the last five, 10 years in NXT's existence, honestly. And yeah. I'm i I'm, I'm happy that we're in an era that it feels like must-see TV. And we're at a point now where if you're not watching NXT, you're kind of playing yourself. Because if it's not Carmelo Hayes showing up on SmackDown or, you know, some of the people showing or some of the women showing up on Raw and, and winning tag titles and whatnot, like, you know, the, the future of, of WWE is currently marinating in NXT. So when they got word that in October of 2024, the TV rights deals for NXT are going from USA to the CW, that felt like the most intriguing piece of news for me. Just... The potential alone, the the uh, the idea that we could see a 2024 where Trick Williams is NXT champion showing up on All American or a show or one of these random <laughs> shows that's on the CW just because of you know the synergy and his celebrity. Like I think uh, because of some of the other things that we'll be talking about, uh, WWE's kind of been. A, trying to get at it, whether it's the bag, different opportunities or whatever. And the most exciting to me is this move, the, the potential for this move to the CW for NXT. Because I, touting the fact that there's like 90-some percent of, you know, the, the the stars that are in WrestleMania came from this show. There's really not, that's one of the illest stats to me. And when you really think about what yeah. that means and who's on that card and then who's coming from NXT, who's there right now? I don't know, man. I'll say it again. If you're not watching NXT, you're playing yourself and you have no excuse in 2024 in October once it hits the CW because that's everywhere. That's just local TV. So this is going to be not cable, right? This is just just network. And regular network, yeah. I mean, I haven't been this excited to watch the CW since, I don't know, Smallville, (laughs) right? (laughs) Buffy the Vampire Slayer was on the air. So it's going to be a trip to kind of go back and reinvigorate my my you know finding the cw um on i guess it's not the clicker anymore it's just the guide but right that's i mean this is a big deal for for nxt specifically because it's always just been i I think this is just a step for them to kind of keep moving nxt as a legitimate third brand right Right. and they've they kind of been pushing that narrative but as brian h waters would tell it their their world heavyweight title is equivalent to uh, to <laughs> AEW's world title. Go get him. Go get him, everyone. This is my only chance to uh, get revenge. Um, but yeah, and I think this is a this is a big opportunity for like guys like Trick Williams, who I think right. is going to be the face of that brand for the foreseeable future, right? And mm-hmm. and I, I think it's I think we when we talked about it the first time um, a couple months ago. You know, I think we were we were a little confused. <laughs> I mm. feel like we're we're kind of wondering what this meant for, you know, what they're going to do with Raw when when that deal right. comes up and everything else. But I think as we've had time to really think about it um, and, and let this news settle, it's going to be good for NXT and WWE and also CW. Man, Facts. again, like we went through the shows that are on there. I, there, there's some stuff that's that's dope that repeats. But other than mm-hmm. that, uh, I'm not really thickens, seeking so. it out. Yeah, I'm not seeking it out. So this could, this could be. I think it's gonna be mutually beneficial, which is not usually the the case, kind of with uh, with network deals like this. Right. Brian, uh, are you gonna be how how locked in are you gonna be on All American and and Trick Williams and that crossover? <laughs> Man, I'm excited. Just the thought, like it's, it writes itself. <laughs> this gives him an opportunity to kind of you know show off his acting chops, but also. Yeah. Um, you know, be, you know, he loves football. We saw that. We, um, if y'all didn't check right. out his interview with Rosenberg right here on Ring of Wrestling Network, check it out. You know, football was everything to him. He was a wrestling fan who grew up uh, loving the Attitude Era. But when it came time for football, he had to gear towards that. So it's kind of like if this happens or when it happens, he can merge the two worlds. And you think about, like you talk about it being on network television, mm-hmm. more eyeballs. And I'm thinking even more so, the travel, hopefully, you know, they go yeah. to some of these uh, B towns that probably won't get Raw or SmackDown. You can put NXT there 
And then what's that going to do is like if they in a smaller county in Maryland, I'm going to go to the show. I know a lot of people going to go to the yeah. show. So that's going to boost those uh, towns. And then also the fact that the stories are so good. I'm not necessarily pushing for them to put person A on main roster yet. I like what they mm, did with yeah. Melo. Sprinkle them in a little bit. You can do that, but you don't necessarily have to have them carry programs on the main roster. If anything, you have them, you know, have the couple matches that puts the eyeballs on CW Network and the NXT product and go from there. Yeah. I can't wait till they duplicate certain NXT storylines on All American, right? Like Trick <laughs> Williams is going to be the starting quarterback, and then you're going to find him attacked in the locker room. <laughs> yep. And then you're like, oh, who's the, someone's coming for a starting spot? And it's just mellow. He's like, he's the backup. He's got to yep. be Dragon oh, Dragonov's <laughs> like, it's like they, they're playing like a, a team from Europe or something. He's the quarterback, and but he gets like spiked on the field, and it's just, yeah, it's yeah. just one kid who had, it, it, he hadn't been on the team in a bit, and he had, he's just coming back, and he's just kind of wild. Yeah, no, nah, let's go. Mm-hmm. Spencer James like, yeah. putting Jordan through the barbershop window. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. An actual barbershop. <laughs> an actual like they're barbershop filming at an actual barbershop. There's a lot of, they could, there's a lot of, uh, Multi uses here for for both yes. shows, right? Yes. It can be mm-hmm. mutually beneficial. But yeah, no NXT to a, to CW. That's a good, that's a great call, Cal. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's gonna be. I think you know it's gonna be big once it does happen. Um, right. and I think it'll just keep growing. So it it should be dope. Uh, Brian, you're next up on High Spot Headlines Best of 2023. What do you have? So a headline that really kind of set the tone. For the year, for me, that had me really excited about the world of professional wrestling was a Mercedes Monet joining uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. And, you know, later on, she would become the IWGP Women's Champion. I felt yeah. that that move, one, put her in a different stratosphere. It made her star power more. And it also had you paying attention to women outside of WWE and AEW. Yep. You know, yep. um, it raised the stock for a lot of women out there. So that made me excited to see her go against somebody who I've been fond of for the past uh, five to six years, Willow Nightingale. Uh, just amazing. Um, unfortunately, we, we know she got hurt. Mm-hmm. I have no doubt in my mind that if she didn't get hurt, the name Mercedes Monet would have taken on another life of its own. Like it still had levels to it. But right. overall, um, it, it has me excited. And then what also made me excited was like, I even though I saw sadness in Bailey's eyes when we was in the studio with her at the at um the, the wrestling soulmate. Yeah. Yeah, you could see that. And you kind of it's it's kind of setting the tone where, you know, we can see eventually the reunion will happen. I can't wait. Don't know when, but that was like one of the moments where it's like, oh, she loves her too much. They, they'll come back together soon. But uh, yeah, that was one of them. That was the headline that is um, at a lot of ones we covered. That's one that jumped out to me a lot. Yeah. I mean, on the first part of this headline, which is her joining New Japan, I think we were still in our dark match era. Like We right. weren't officially mm-hmm. live yet. Yeah. And I, I remember we did an episode the next morning after she debuted. Or like it might have been the same morning, whatever the time difference is. But uh-huh. there's just a bunch of people awake in the middle of the night, like watching this thing. Right. And Cal. You know, we didn't get a chance to uh, the people didn't get to hear us talk about it live then. But recalling that happening, what were you feeling throughout that process? Well, it it was actually funny because I I mean I I don't remember what time specifically New Japan shows start when uh it, it, on on East Coast time, but it's early. I'm if I if I yeah. get up at five thirty six o'clock, there are people who are already up on the timeline chatting. I'm seeing you know shouts out to people like Nikki Bushi and all them the Barb's they, any and and that was the key. I think um you got to see the Sasha Banks fans become New Japan fans because they were there showing up. For Mercedes Monet, they they learned about a totally different style of pro wrestling, or at the very least, how to watch a different style of pro wrestling because it, just off the strength of what Sasha means to them and what Sasha's done in her career in WWE. So seeing Mercedes, that I mean, I we all I think the term that I like using is uh you know pulling a Drew McIntyre, being that person mm-hmm. who's like dope. But for whatever reason, you're not getting the shine you think you you, you deserve. Right. So you say, all right, 
I'm going to pick up my bags and I'm going I'm to figure it out over here. I know they love that. I'm Trinity is going through a Drew McIntyre situation right now in Impact. It's it's yeah. just it, it's frustrating because if you look at how Adam Copeland did it when he you know <laughs> made made the shift and and and, and went to AEW. Uh, he was able to have the pomp and circumstance. They had the enter the vignettes and all that stuff. And Mercedes had that. The frustrating part is she got injured in that match, and we weren't able to see what the potential could have been. I mean, we saw her at All In at Wembley Stadium with the boot on. I have no doubt that AEW may have been in a totally different situation if whatever they were trying to pan out was going to pan out. Mercedes was going on an award tour. She was fixing to hit AEW at some point. And if she was not in the situation she was in now, she probably would have been over there wrecking shot with Tony Storm and them. But the way things are shaking and and the because hell froze over this year. You know, we, we're not we're not going to dwell on that, but hell froze uh. over. So it, it, I mean I you know to to full circle the conversation, I think you know, the, the sadness that you saw in Bailey's eyes back at WrestleMania earlier this year, there's a potential for that to change if Mercedes makes a change and is going back to the Sasha bag and is ready to wrestle at a WrestleMania, ready to, get, you know, gear up for a, a Mania 40 or something like that. There's potential. And I think the beauty is wherever she shows up, it's going to be a moment. You, you talked about the, the moment where she showed up uh, at Wembley. Mm-hmm. And I get it. You know, the injury probably derailed whatever plans she had and AEW had to kind of feature her and have her wrestle. But I mean, all the rumors now are pointing her back to WWE, right? Which isn't surprising given kind of, you know, the shift uh, in WWE's creative. But do, do both of you think that AEW dropped the bag? with getting her over there, even using her in a, in a non wrestling capacity, because I mean that again, just them showing her in the crowd was a moment, moment. but why did they never, and and maybe we don't know the full answer to this, but I feel like they, they missed an opportunity to even bring her in more than that. Maybe, maybe half of that's on Mercedes, right? I I don't, Uh, we don't know. I I, I think I'm sorry. I don't know if you got something to say, bro. I, I, I think it's part of that is kind of more indicative of what's going on over there for, you know, the women's division Mm. in general. Like I even, I I think Mercedes going to AEW is a moment because it's Mercedes going to AEW. I don't know um, outside of what she can do in the ring and what they, what her and the women in that division would be able to do together. I don't know what plan they would have had for her specifically because we're, we're seeing right now, Athena is still the ROH women's champion and it don't feel like there's much of a place for her outside of you know challenge matches on honor club so that's that's the only part about this that is really frustrating i don't i don't know if i believe that mercedes would get the push that i think she would need to get or the equivalent pushes to what wwe would give her on a return so i I think that that's the that's if it was if her going to aw was a plus paper that doubt is is giving it like a b because i don't know right i think they definitely uh what personally think they dropped the ball with everything women's wrestling related Mm. except tony storm Mm -hmm. and this is another example if like you said in a non-wrestling capacity she could cut promos, her presence being there, even if she being a boss, like right. she could have been a boss. Uh, you could have made, you could have ran so many. She'd been taking meetings. That. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> exactly. And just ran so many promos with her and Soraya that it would have mm-hmm. like led to this blood feud. Cause we know how Soraya's career was put on pause. There, there's, so a, there's you, an actual story there. Bingo. Yeah. And all you had to do is just let that cook. And then the more you don't give us the match, because you can't in some cases, the more we're going to want it. I know <laughs> when Sting and Hogan had their beef, it wasn't um, the social media era. So it was different to do with about an 18 month long feud then. But you could try it. I mean, you right. know, it's not going to be your main program. So why not try it? Yeah, I mean, it was surprising that, that they never really dove into that and tried to bring her on in some capacity. And I mean, credit to 
Triple H and, you know, to some some extent Endeavor, right? For for him to now be running things and for Mercedes, honestly, to look over there and probably say, oh, this is this is what I needed, right? This is what I wanted. And now I have that opportunity to go back. So, I mean, it's uh, it's something that I've always thought about, right? Because it seemed inevitable that that was the the minute she showed up in New Japan, mm-hmm. and you know, it subsequently won the uh, IWGP title. Uh, everyone assumed she was just going to be there. And look, the injury again put put a different spin on those plans, and that's totally fine. Um, you can't control that, but. I mean, the Wembley thing just felt like the biggest tease, right, of what could have been. Because, again, yeah. that pop was kind of nuts. Just just to show someone on the screen, no promo, nothing. She just waved, and they went crazy. Felt like yeah. just, what are we doing here? Um, and, again, there's, there's probably more details to that than than we're, we're privy to, but it still mi- mi- felt like a missed opportunity for AEW, and it looks like WWE's going to capitalize. I don't know. It's, it's, it's going to be a moment when she comes back. Um, and it's, yep. it's going to be sick. So uh, last one here on High Spot Headlines, best of 2023. Um, I brought a very obvious one here to the potluck. April 3rd, 2023, WWE sold to Endeavor. And man, I still remember exactly where I was when we, when we found this out. We were all in LA for Mania, obviously. I was getting into a, an Uber with, with Dave and Cass to go to night two and just just happened to open my phone right, that, right as I buckled up and just saw the news and <laughs> and turned to Dave, showed it to him and he said, oh shit! Uh, and <laughs> that was... Uh, just like him. That, no, that was perfect yeah, I, actually. <laughs> that's my shoemaker impression. Uh, <laughs> and it was great. It was... <laughs> and it was... It, it's still... It's still a little shocking when you think about it, right? Because it's mm-hmm. just one of those things that obviously Vince came back to do this uh, when he did, when he did come back, but to see the whole headline and make it actually true, especially during Mania weekend when there was already mm-hmm. so much happening, we'd been there for damn near a week at that point. We we're all kind of delirious. We just we done so many interviews and just wrestling content through was coming through our eyes at this point. Yeah. Uh, and then for this to be the cherry on top, well, I guess the Roman becoming champion for nine thousand years uh, was actually the, the cherry <laughs> on top. But but, but this was, um, I guess, the chocolate sauce on on the Sunday for uh, for for that weekend. It's still wild to think about, man. It's yeah. it's still and, and again, I, I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but the fact that they've now empowered Triple H to do his thing, um, yeah. and it's. It's been solid so far. And look, we're still in the infancy of Endeavor owning WWE. We haven't even seen that much, you know, UFC crossover yet. And I'm sure that's coming. And to see, it's, it's still a wild situation that WWE is not solely owned by a McMahon anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where were you guys when, when you guys heard this? I, I feel, I, I'm pretty sure that I saw. It was er, it was an early rumor because I, I I think I got an alert from a dirt sheet that was saying that it was probably going to happen. But I remember you know the steps that were walking out of the um the superstore. Yeah, I was literally walking out of the superstore on the red carpet when I got a alert on my phone, and I think I went back to the to the to the hotel room, and it 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 was just conversation. But and and by the time I want to say. We ended up not. We ended up not doing. There was a piece that was going to get done that ended up not getting done. But it was that. That was the conversation from that Sunday morning to like that Tuesday or Wednesday was just that. And then it's dominant because it, it's not like it happened in April. It, it happened months later. But it, it was the, the scramble. That I don't know how many people learned about like. FCC filings and things like that, like like SEC, like all of that stuff, all that legal, you know, the 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 upper echelon, like the succession side mm-hmm. of WWE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it was funny to see the timeline get into a tizzy every time a little piece of information went out. But right now, I think just like when we talk about the NXT going to the CW, the, the potential 
of what WWE has being under the same umbrella as the UFC, being a part of Endeavor and seeing that Endeavor is trying to push them to the next level. Um, and again, anybody who is on that raw, any of those rosters who's not ready to see their career go to the next level, they may want to figure something else out because it, it, it's not stopping. Like the, 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 the machine's already been motion, but now it's, it's got the, the, the nitrous on the back of it. They just got to hit the switch. Anybody's right. ready. They just got to hit the switch. Mm-hmm. Right. Brian, well, how, how are you feeling? You know, a little less than a year in into this endeavor thing. I feel good. Uh, when I look at the, um, a lot of the, like the NIL deals, but then the brand partnerships, when you see the side plates, I'm ready to get my Raven side plates. Yeah. And um, <laughs> also, uh, you know, they just signed one with the NHL. So I would love to have capital side plates. Um, you it's, know, wait, it's cool. it's, wait, I'm sorry. Wait, I'm sorry, Brian. It's, it's, they signed with the <laughs> NHL for belts. The, the, yeah. Yeah. WWE. I'm so sorry. Sidebar. (laughs) WWE. Uh If y'all got to deal with the NHL, I'm going to need me some NHL WWE hockey jerseys. Make one of them happen. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. A devil's jersey with, come on. Let's live Morgan. (laughs) Devil's jersey. Come on, WWE. It's right there. I'm sorry. There you go. There you go. Because like, I went to the, um, the house show and the holiday tour, uh, this past Tuesday and I saw somebody with the Ravens belt. Mm. And already, just, well, I guess yeah. that's been out longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they and they were selling it there. I'm not sure if this person bought it that night, um, or they are. It looked like they already had it. Uh, but I think this is huge. Uh, you know, also just I was never like really big in the UFC, but I always knew like they've done good business. So to be able to take a little bit from them and take a little bit here and mix it all in the pot. It's been fun to watch. First, I was like, oh, man, WWE without Vince. I, I didn't. All right. As somebody who's been watching wrestling for years, it's what I've been used to. But I always say, like, you, you eat McDonald's, you like it. It's really good. You give it, you, you know, you survive. But then when I started seeing things under the Triple H regime, I'm like, oh, so you're taking me to Chick-fil-A now. <laughs> okay. That's Polynesians? <laughs> Facts. Between that and the Chick-fil-A sauce. Yeah. So sweet and sour and barbecue was good, mm-hmm. but now I've upgraded. Right. And then right. to see the um, you know, like I remember last year during the uh, Rumble, you know, he's like, you know, it's time to buckle up. And, and you know, we, you know, Dave talked to him before the uh war games last year. So we saw like That's the right. in-ring product. how that's been changing. Mm -hmm. The presentation of NXT, like we talked about, who would have thought years ago, we're we're kids of the Attitude Era. If you'd have told us Shawn Michaels and Triple H been running WWE, (laughs) yeah, all right. But to see what they've been doing, but then from the business side, to see WWE at these college tournaments, um, these college football bowls, that's going to be interesting to see, especially as we're right in the thick of bowl season, to see the Undertaker, Jay Cargill, all down at the Big 12. The Big uh, 12, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah. Um, I, I'm very satisfied, and I'm very excited to see what year two looks like. Year one is the honeymoon phase, right. and it's, it's like new, but now year two, it's going to be interesting to see how many other wrestlers, like your, your LA Knights, your Angelo Dawkins, Montez Fords, how they get a piece of the pie. Right. You know, we see yeah. the big people do it. Now we see, we want to see what it's going to look like for the, those up next. To yeah. The, the mid card, you know, group is, I think what I'm most interested in, in year two, because mm-hmm. I think the top line guys and girls will always be top line guys or girls, um, no matter who's in charge, but to kind of see how they elevate these mid carders, kind of like how UFC has done that, right. To, to take all these guys and girls who are, secondary fighters to make help them become main eventers. I think they've done a really good job of that, right? It's just like who's always next um, is, yeah. is something that they've done a really, really good job of. And, and WWE doesn't necessarily have that issue in, in that shorter amount. Because again, like th- there's just longer career spans in WWE in general than, than UFC, right? So hopefully there's some sort of synergy there that happens that can help them kind of elevate those mid-carders because... Um, 
we with everything that's happened, I mean, as as great as the creative has been, or better as as improved as the creative has been, mm-hmm. there's still those people like again, <laughs> I, I can't even imagine. We, we look back at all 49 episodes before this one. How many times have we talked about Montez Ford right. being next, right? Or L.A. Knight mm-hmm. when when's it his turn? So hopefully in you know year two we get more of a clear answer on all of that. Um, and look, I that's all on. On, on Triple H. Um, but again, he's got the reins now. There's no, um, there's no cloud hovering over him in terms of Vince. Uh, you know, that was, that was a lot of the reports early on, right? It was still mm-hmm. like Vince was in the shadows calling the shots a little bit or, or tweaking stuff that Triple H would, would put out there. No longer the case, man. There, there's no, there's no more raw after manias exactly. <laughs> of, of 2023 where we were just confused as all hell. So, it's um year two should be really really interesting. Excited for it and just excited for uh, wrestling in twenty twenty four. You know, this is mm-hmm. the last Wednesday worldwide of of the calendar year, but uh, it's 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 been a good one. But uh, with all that, let's uh let's take a breather here. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience—the formula for winning championships—is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What? There it is. You heard the drop. It's time for They Said What? The three of us have listened to The Mass Man Show and Cheap Heat, as I'm sure all of you fine listeners have as well, because you're already subscribed to our wonderful feed here on The Ringer Wrestling Show. We get to do something I'm sure you all wish you could do from time to time. We're going to respond to a take dropped by the likes of the legendary David Shoemaker, Kaz, Peter Rosenberg, Stack Guy Greg, or Dip. But for today's edition, they said what? We're heading straight to the Wednesday Worldwide Hotline Hollywood. Let us know who called in. All right, so we got Robert from Northern Virginia. Shout out to Robert because he tried to make a call, but, you know, he had to do his most important job in the world first, and then he came back and called, and he blessed us with this very, very cool extended take. I want y'all to hear this. Wednesday Worldwide up guys uh today i'm gonna steal a segment from uh shoes and Kaz uh, today and do some free agent corner i wanted to get you guys thoughts on uh this little tidbit of news that came through in the past couple weeks uh word around the campfire is i think from one of the wrestling reporters is that seth rollins wwe deal as well as possibly becky lynch's wwe deal is coming up in 2024 and especially with free agency corner that brings a lot of possibilities i know seth is kind of a wwe guy he's been carrying that flag for so long do you think there is a world where seth rollins would come and join aew and if so what would that look like i personally think he would um because if he ends up doing, you know, headlining night one of WrestleMania against CM Punk for the World Heavyweight title, I think that he may have done everything there is to do in terms of accolades within WWE. And there's not really a whole lot of other challenges for him. And he doesn't feel like he, he may not feel like he's ready to start bringing up young talent more than he already has. Also, can you imagine a Continental Classic 
with Will Ospreay, Kenny Omega, and Seth Rollins. That that would go so hard. Jay White, it would, John Moxley, it would be unbelievable. What do you guys think? Thanks so much for the work you do all week, and um, hope you all have a good one. Worldwide! Okay. Okay, shout out to Robert uh, for, uh, first of all, the, what Brian was talking about earlier, he called in, <laughs> and I guess his baby was crying. Went yeah. to put down the baby real quick, called right back because he had <laughs> hey. to get this Seth Rollins question off. So shout out to shout out to to him for uh, you know calling us back in the, in the midst of childcare. But what what do you guys think? Where, where are you at on Seth going to AEW? I mean, I I, I guess that's a uh, is that a dream situation for some people? For anyone on this call, I don't know, Cal. I, I would assume that anybody who like I mean, again, the Continental Classic, and you're talking about. Seth, Kenny Omega, Will Ospreay. I mean, that that feels like that could be... If they want to do that and have a type of a round-robin tournament with those individuals in there, I don't think anybody's going to say no. Um, I think the more interesting part, honestly, is, you know, if... Uh, the, the What did Robert say? After WrestleMania 40, if it does get down to Punk versus Rollins, you know, main eventing one of those nights, it... Has Rollins hit his ceiling? Is that it? Like, is there any, there's nothing else that he can do? I think that's a, uh, if you look at it that way, where there's probably a very good argument for he's been the man, he's done a lot of the things over there, and you may just be recycling stuff if he continues to be over there. Where if you go to AEW, even if it's for a couple, two, three years or whatever, immediately, you have to see him in John Moxley. I think that that's yeah. like a number one. That may be the Adam Copeland, Kristen Cage match when he first goes over there. But there's so the, the way he works because he's he's got that. There's a reason why him and AJ Styles could go. You know, shouts out to Brian H. Waters for you know he, he's cooking up there. And there's a couple things that've been going on in 2023. And one of them matches that uh that main event or that that finals match at Night of Champions for the World Heavyweight Title. Fire. Those two, they can still go. And I think if you can see AJ Styles over there working very well with the AW Cats, you can see Seth going over there and doing the exact same thing. So uh, it's really a matter of if Seth feels like he's done. If, if, if he defends the WWE from CM Punk, like he told him a couple weeks ago on Raw, you know, what, what what's, or if he loses, what's left, you know, or does he feel like he could get a couple more years, maybe go to New Japan and, and do a bunch of other amazing things and, you know, like a, you know, closer to the end of his career. It's really up to him, but it's an interesting one. I can see it happening. Mm -hmm. Brian H. Waters, do you think was, Seth Rollins is AEW bound? Uh, so my first thought, I was like, absolutely, positively, no. And I said, okay. What if he did? What if Seth Rollins did go over there? First of all, he had to be Tyler Black. Mm -hmm. And it hit me. It doesn't hit the same when people left WWE to go to WWF because of stuff like that. Think about 91, 92, 93, 94, 95. Hulk Hogan, Rick Rude, Ric Flair. Um, when they left, Macho Man, they kept the name. They kept the likeness. Mm -hmm. That took the superstar power. As somebody who would casually watch WCW, I went from casually watching it to always watching. Right. Because now right. Hogan and Savage was over. You take the same thing when Vader came over. You know, keeping the names. And to me, that's a big part. So even if he went, I don't see him going over there. But even if he did, I agree with Robert. Tornado. Yeah. Uh, that's a soft spot, Cal. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But, you know, relevant. Relevant. Yeah, definitely. Um, it would be, we're going to get good matches. That's never been the problem. But to go in there and shake up the industry, that's the reason why, like, my child says, I'm not, no, I'm not watching Adam Copeland. And he loved Edge. Mm. But the name Adam Copeland doesn't hit. It don't hit the same. So I think because of the way businesses now, you know, because I, I know in Brahart's book, he said one of the things Roddy Piper told him to do early, um, he said, own your name, mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. know? And that's the reason why when w superstars would come to WWE, he's like, no, nah, we're going to change you. You're not Tyler Blackmore. You're not Mercedes uh, KV no more. 
your Seth Rollins, your Sasha Banks, because now WWE owns that, and this makes them, yeah, it makes them larger life superstars, but also protect, protects WWE's intellectual property. And that's the reason why I think a lot of stuff, even with my guy, Brian Danielson, that he's not doing the yes. All the stuff that made him mainstream mm-hmm. isn't making him mainstream over there. And I just think Seth Rollins will recognize that. And therefore, we, we know how much he loves WWE, how much he's, he uh, walks around with the flag and he's going to defend the company. That's why I, it's just hard for me to see him over there. And he'll always have, it seems like he'll say, if y'all want to play and y'all want to run with the best, y'all come to my turf. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, to piggyback off of that, right, he's been such a huge flag bearer for WWE. That's, that's part of his program right now with mm-hmm. Punk, right? It's just, you've been talking shit about us for 10 years. Now you want to come back, say you're home, all this. And the only way I see Seth going over there to AEW is if Becky does, mm. right? Like, that's the only way I see that happening package because deal. I think it's a, a package deal. It's, he, has, he has a young daughter, right? And I think right now it's about who's going to give me the biggest bag, Yeah, right? And I think WWE has the edge in giving him that type of bag because you, you want to secure, you know, your family's yeah. future. I think just you know, to kind of look at it from a practicality standpoint, right? right? Like all the wrestling, all the dream matches are, are are nice and fun to talk about. What's, what is he, you know, familiarity is what you want when you have a, you know, a growing young family. Yeah. And again, if, if Becky says, hey, we're out, you know, we're, we're going to AW, I'm sure he'll go to, um, and you know, they'll, they'll still have, um, you know, they'll still get a good bag over there. But man, it's, when you have the machine behind you, and again, it's it, it for for Edge slash Adam Copeland to head over to AEW. You know his kids are a little older. He's he he'd gotten the WWE slash movie slash TV bag for years, so he's right. mm-hmm. you know financially good. He he can take that AEW risk, I guess, if you want to call it. And if if there's even a risk, because he's such a big star in this industry that like he's going to make it regardless. And and Seth is approaching that level of wherever he goes, it's going to be a massive deal. Mm-hmm. But I also think he's, I don't think he's anywhere near done in terms of accomplishing everything that he wants to, right? And especially since he's kind of gone hard on this WWE's my my home, this is my turf, like you said, Brian. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's going to make himself look stupid <laughs> this early on and say, I'm right. jumping ship, right? Yeah. Because again, to uh, to Robert's point, a lot of a lot of guys over there that we would love to see Seth slash Tyler Black take on, right? Yep. But I just I just don't see it right now. Like, this dude's at the tippy top of the biggest company you know in the world right now, um, right? Right. And unless he's creatively stunted, which I don't know, I, I we he, we read a lot of dirt sheets. I haven't really seen that he don't look like somebody who's been stunted in anything he is he is doing what he wants he's like doing whatever there. he wants wearing and, whatever he wants and i think it's it we have i think the one thing we have to factor in too because there was a conversation maybe it was uh i forget when during the pandemic maybe in 2020 2020 whenever kevin owens's uh contract situation was coming up yeah. and every they weren't necessarily saying AEW, but there was a question of why would Kevin Owens want to stay with the WWE? And I think the fact of the matter was he was comfortable. Like you, like you said, Ben, just to echo, it was stability. Guy's got family. Guy knows, Hey, I'm going to be touring X amount of days of the year. This amount of money is going to come in and I'm going to be able to put on bangers if I want to. I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a really good deal for somebody who just wants to go out there and do wrestling you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. it it sounds so basic but if you if you're if you can perform and you love just going out there and doing this you can work very well and work for a very Mm -hmm. long time in wwe and uh you know i i think seth i i i think you know again just to just to put a cap on i think the the conversation again about protecting the home that i think that will be the main factor because if if he really believes that and he feels like he is the guy, I don't want to say the face of WWE, but like that 
enforcer to make sure everything's going the way it needs to be going, he yep. may not have any reason to leave. He may want to do this until he can't anymore. May want to become a Shawn Michaels behind the scenes working with the future of the company. Um, I could see that track, but Cecil Wild yeah. Boy said that Seth can talk. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you know, I I don't want I don't want to act like that jump to AEW uh, feels that far away. Um, sure, it's just, no, it's it's definitely not out of the realm of possibility, and and it's almost think about it from like their schedule it's mm-hmm. definitely not as rigorous as what That's wwe what yeah. puts on yeah. right so the family aspect you could kind of balance it out there but i think what we've also seen with triple h taking over is that one if you say you need time off you got to take time off Sami Zayn just did that recently right mm-hmm. they'll write you off tv quick and he again he triple h kind of gave everyone the week off essentially for, mm-hmm. for christmas oh, yeah. right they ran yeah. they ran a best of episode mm-hmm. shout out to our guy Peter Rosenberg, uh, who was one of the hosts of that Best of Raw uh, on uh, on Monday. And I I do think it's more of a... uh, The work-life balance, Mm -hmm. as much as you can have it in the world of professional wrestling, is probably as best as it's been in WWE. No, Um, It's still still probably exhausting and a a lot. But, I mean, that kind of comes with the territory, right? That's what you sign up for. And I think, you know, that that's kind of what um, Triple H was saying when after Survivor Series, after Scrum, you know, I'm mentioning it, you know, the, the, the night that it happened. Um, he, he specifically, when they were talking about punk and health and, and, and the, the reasons he left the company, he specifically said, this is a totally different company than it was. We've learned from those mistakes. So I think they understand that. And uh, hell, it's uh, you gotta remember it's a war going on outside. If Seth, mm-hmm. if they think Seth is feeling froggy, they're gonna make sure they can do anything to, to, to kind of you know calm that down. So I, I, I think to to it's a great discussion point. But remember mm-hmm. that those contracts coming up, Triple H and them, they they may already have started contract negotiations. The same stuff happened with Brock Lesnar. Then every like right before WrestleMania. You, you don't hear if Brock Lesnar signed a contract. Then he has the match and lose the title. And then you find <laughs> out, oh, he signed a contract right before he went out of Gorilla. Right. Like, you know, you know they're, they're working towards this. They know what they got. They it, sh- Shouts out to Amber Boss Lady. She she was at the, uh, the, the MSG show. And mm-hmm. I, she sent me some video of CM Punk. But when she sent me the clip of that MSG crowd singing Seth Rollins' song, they had their phones out. Uh, uh, Seth is good. Seth is mm-hmm. good right now. I don't. I don't think he's gonna have to uh, have any, any issue with WWE wanting to keep him. That's why I'm saying I think it's really where he's at mentally. If he's down to keep going, or if he's looking to do something else with his career before he hangs it up. Robert, I'm starting stuff. Robert is. I know. Stuff. <laughs> 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 Just fuel, putting gas and gasoline on the fire here. The Seth Rollins rumors. <laughs> but I respect it though. Put the baby to sleep. <laughs> and then just start some shit on the phone, you know? Start cooking, start cooking. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, big shout out to everyone who's left us a voicemail uh, with her. They said what takes this entire year. You all brought it for real, for real. Just brought us some good content uh, this year that we've uh, we've enjoyed. Just when, when Brian sends us these sometimes to uh, to, to give us give it a little uh, heads up. Uh, they make again, they make our day. So please keep bringing them uh, in, in in the new calendar year in 2024. The number for the hotline is in the description of this episode. So call in and we'll do our best to get them on the show. Uh, before we get out of here, let's hit on last night's NXT and tonight's upcoming Dynamite. We'll each pick the biggest thing that stood out to us from NXT. And we'll talk about one a little bit more in depth. Brian, kick things off for us. What was your biggest NXT takeaway? I have seen the vision. I have listened to Cal talk about Cora Jade, and not that there was any doubt ever, but I see where he's going. And by the time we hear next year, Cora Jade will be wearing some NXT World Championship gold. I'm actually, yeah, I'm with you. I've never (laughs) doubted the Cora Jade thing, but she's, she's next up. And she's, mm-hmm. she should have been next up for, for a minute now. So, all right, Cal, what do you have for NXT? Cora, look, last <laughs> week, Cora J took that. She said, oh, let me reclaim my... She threw this girl's stuff on the floor. And Gigi said, nah, you got to get her back. Shorty came out there with a sword. She was out there. Whoosh, 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 whoosh. I tweeted, Cora's about to beat this girl ass. 
Three minutes later, I quote tweeted, told you. Corey's <laughs> not messing around. Cause nope. you, you just you gotta aim her where she she she's already got a a, a, a pin on the champion. You just she you once she gets that opportunity to get that belt, I think it's hers. I really do think it's hers. Um, I'm, gl- I'm glad we're ending out the year with that because, hey, I've just been trying to tell y'all. <laughs> yeah, you, were right. you, were, you were right. You uh, were right. I had I had Braun Breaker and Nathan Frazier. Uh, that, that was a crazy spear. Yes, it was. Yeah. Nathan yes, Frazier was. with. Uh, but uh, maybe a little Braun Breaker, Cora Jade power couple on TV. Little what? Life Imitates Art. Type, when, uh, no. type situation coming? No, <laughs> when, when I, I, but I've been when I saw Corey run through Carmen, and then like two matches later, Braun ran through the competition as well. I say, yeah, they, it looked like they they could make a little power couple if they really wanted to, but I it, it, I don't know if they really talk on air, so maybe maybe keep them separate. That's right, they don't uh they don't acknowledge it. In yeah. all fairness, it would it would work better with heels. You know, mm-hmm. you, the yeah, last yeah. time, like I think about we we just had a conversation about Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch, that was cringe. <laughs> it yeah, was yeah. bad. Uh, I did but not this, enjoy that. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think I met anybody who did. Right, um, right, right. But this, I think this will work just because, like you said, them just wreaking havoc throughout the roster. Man, this this would be almost better than Stephanie McMahon and Triple H. Talk about I, that was the uh, that's what I was saying in terms of the uh, the heel comp mm-hmm. there, and you know, Sean. Sean likes to uh, <laughs> he likes to bring that. back shit from his career. So who knows? <laughs> who knows? That, that could be in the uh, the works there. Looking at tonight's AEW Dynamite. What's the one thing you're looking forward to most? Cal, what do you got? Oh, gosh. I mean, tonight they got a couple of uh, finals. I think I'm going to go with that Eddie Kingston, Brian Danielson, Blue League final, only because Eddie was talking that talk. He's trying to poke out Brian Danielson's other eye. So we'll see what happens <laughs> but before the end of the night. Okay. All right. Brian, what do you have? You know, I, I'm going to go with the gold final with uh, Moxley, White, and Strickland. Uh, I, I mean, matches are never the problems, but I'm really going to be paying attention to see what 2024 looks like when I watch this match and see how this plays out. Mm. Got it. Um, I, I've got the uh, ROH tag titles on the line tonight uh, MJF Smojo defending against the, uh, the devil's henchman it's a weird <laughs> sentence to say out loud but it's uh, <laughs> it's gonna happen and uh, hopefully we get some some resolution on this devil stuff soon I just want just unmask already I just, right. I just want to know I just want to know guys that is how you do Wednesday be sure to check out our other ringer wrestling show offerings because we are coming to you every single day of the week We've got the Masked Man Show with David Shoemaker and Kaz on Mondays and Thursdays. We've got Cheap Heat on Tuesdays and Fridays with Peter Rosenberg, Stack Guy, Greg, and Dip. And you'll find Wednesday Worldwide smack dab in the middle on, of course, Wednesdays. If you're not already, be sure to follow us, subscribe, and hit us with those five-star ratings here on the Ringer Wrestling Show feed. Cal, Brian, tell the people where they can find you on the socials. At Cal on Twitter, at CalDub on Instagram, threads and TikTok. I'm trying to get on some of those at some point throughout the week. Um, but it is not about me. Brian H. Waters, where can they find you? And where can they find us? Alright, so listen. Y'all know, find me at Brian H. Waters on all social media platforms. Y'all know that. But, Ring of Wrestling on Twitter or X, we had 9,939 followers. I want to get to 10,000 by the Royal Rumble, so y'all help me out there. Follow that. Uh, follow Ring of Wrestling on TikTok. I actually threw up a video from last night's show, LA Night, called Baltimore Home. If uh, he got yeah. the keys, <laughs> he got the keys to the city uh, from Hagerstown, Maryland, which is probably about an hour and a half from Baltimore. Uh, but he talked about growing up, going to Super Brawl, going to see WCW, uh, SmackDown, all that. Growing up, he said this is the home arena, but he never wrestled there until last night. So he declared Baltimore as his home. He got to be successful in the match and over Jimmy Uso. Um, so make sure y'all follow us on TikTok for uh, cool exclusives. Follow us on Threads. Follow us on Instagram at Ring of Wrestling. We streamline it. Easy. There we go. Jeez. LA Knight <laughs> over Jimmy Uso. Just another Baltimore over San Francisco win. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, really, I didn't think about that. Just really eating it <laughs> right now. Uh, you can follow Sorry. me at... <laughs> At Cruise Control, it's Control with a K, Twitter, Instagram, Threads, 
Uh, and as as Cal always says, the only one that matters at Ringer Wrestling, Twitter, Instagram, Threads, TikTok. Uh, follow us all over there. Thank you very much to Brian Hollywood Waters for producing this episode, making us sound better than we should. Gentlemen, thank you as always for the Graps chat. Everyone else, happy new year. And we will catch you next week. Worldwide.